J.C. Ryle's Devotional Thoughts on the Gospel of Luke Section 107 Jesus and the Children Luke chapter 18 verses 15 through 17 And he brought unto them also infants, that he would touch them. But when his disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them unto him, and said, Suffer, little children, to come unto me, and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. Truly I say unto you, Whoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. Let us observe for one thing in this passage how ignorantly people are apt to treat children in the matter of their souls. We read that there were some who brought their little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. They thought most probably it was a mere waste of their father's time and that little children could derive no benefit from being brought to Christ. They drew from our Lord a solemn rebuke. We read that Jesus called them unto him and said, Allow the little children to come unto me, and do not forbid them. The ignorance of the disciples does not stand alone. On few subjects, perhaps, shall we find such strange opinions in the churches as on the subject of the souls of children. Some think that children ought to be baptized as a matter of course, and that if they die unbaptized, they cannot be saved. Others think that children ought not to be baptized, but can give no satisfactory reason why they think so. Some think that all children are regenerate by virtue of their baptism. Others seem to think that children are incapable of receiving any grace, and that they ought not to be enrolled in the church until they are grown up. Some think that children are naturally innocent, and would do no wickedness unless they learned it from others. Others think that it is no use to expect them to be converted when young, and that they must be treated as unbelievers until they come to years of discretion. All these opinions appear to be errors in one direction or another. All are to be disapproved, for all lead to many painful mistakes. We shall do well to get hold of some of the settled scriptural principles about the spiritual condition of children. To do so may save us much perplexity and preserve us from grave false doctrines. The souls of young children are evidently precious in God's sight. Both here and elsewhere there is plain proof that Christ cares for them no less than for grown-up people. The souls of young children are capable of receiving grace. They are born in sin and without grace cannot be saved. There is nothing, either in the Bible or experience, to make us think that they cannot receive the Holy Spirit and be justified even from their earliest infancy. The baptism of young children seems agreeable to the general tenor of Scripture and the mind of Christ in the passage before us. If Jewish children were not too young to be circumcised in the Old Testament dispensation, then it is exceedingly hard to understand why Christian children should be too young to be baptized under the gospel. Thousands of children no doubt receive no benefit from baptism, but the duty of baptizing them remains the same. 
the minds of young children are not unequal to receiving religious impressions. The readiness with which their minds receive the doctrines of the gospel and their consciences respond to them is matter-of-fact well known to all who have anything to do with teaching. Last but not least, the souls of children are capable of salvation, however young they may die. To suppose that Christ will admit him into his glorified church, and yet maintain that he would not have them in his professing church on earth, is an inconsistency which can never be explained. These points deserve calm consideration. The subject is unquestionably difficult, and one on which good men disagree. But in every perplexity about it, we shall find it good to return again and again to the passage before us. It throws a strong light on the position of children before God. It shows us, in general terms, the mind of Christ. Let us observe for another thing in this passage the strong declaration which our Lord Jesus Christ makes about little children. He says, Of such is the kingdom of God. The meaning of these words no doubt is a matter of dispute. That they were not meant to teach that children are born sinless and innocent is abundantly clear from other parts of Scripture. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. John chapter 3 verse 6. A threefold lesson is probably contained in our Lord's words. To that threefold lesson, we shall do well to take heed. Like such as little children, all saints of God should strive to live. Their simple faith and dependence on others, their unworldliness and indifference to earthly treasures, their comparative humility, harmlessness, and freedom from deceit are points in which they furnish believers with an excellent example. Happy is he who can draw near to Christ and the Bible in the spirit of a little child. Out of such as little children. The church of God on earth ought to be constantly recruited. We should not be afraid to bring them to baptism even in their earliest infancy and to dedicate them to Christ from the beginning of their days. As useless and formal as baptism often is, it is an ordinance appointed by Christ himself. Those who use it with prayer and faith may confidently look for a blessing. Of such as little children, the kingdom of God in glory will be largely composed. The salvation of all who die in infancy may confidently be expected. Though sin has abounded, Grace is much more about it. Romans chapter 5, verse 20. The number of those in the world who die before they know good from evil is exceedingly great. It is surely not too much to believe that a very large proportion of the glorified inhabitants of heaven will be found at length to be little children. Let us leave the whole passage with a deep sense of the value of children's souls and with a settled resolution to put on the mind of Christ in all our dealings with them. Let us regard children as a most important part of Christ's professing church, and a part which the great head of the church does not like to see neglected. 
Let us train them from their earliest infancy in godly ways, and sow the seed of Scripture truth in their minds with strong confidence that it will one day bear fruit. Let us believe that they think more and feel more and consider more than at first sight appears, and that the Spirit is often working in them, as really and truly as in older people. Above all, let us often name them before Christ in prayer and ask Him to take them under His special charge. He never changes. He's always the same. He cared for boys and girls when He was upon earth. Let us not doubt that He cares for them at the right hand of God in heaven.